There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Shout to the people on the internet campus. Got to get up out of their seat at their house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, Harvest. Uh, Listen, I am so excited uh, today for the word that we're going to get in today. Uh, We don't stop because we can't stop because we won't be stopped. Nah, 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 nah. Because we bowed it. Touch your neighbor and say, we bowed it. We bowed it. I said, we bowed it, bowed it. We bowed it, we bowed it, bowed it. Okay, y'all, some of y'all don't know about that. All right. Y'all ready to get into the Word today? We welcome every campus, those watching online. Uh, uh, those watching online, we're glad you're with us. Those that are in here, we're glad you're with us today. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the Word. I'm a doer of the Word. This Word teaches me that I am more than a con- Hold on, let's wait on them, y'all. We'll just, we're going to give them a pass because it's snowing. I just need the next slide up. There it is. Now, we said that. My spirit, let's go. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. Remain standing if you go go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Thank you for all the dream team serving today who was here on time and in place. God honors your service, and uh, God is going to certainly repay you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Hey, listen, don't forget that you can connect with me on uh, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, and you can text and all of that. You can connect with us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. As I said, maybe you weren't here at the beginning of the experience, but you got to be careful when you listen to the news, um, really about anything, because all they're doing is telling them, telling you what somebody told them. Uh, journalism is dead, but, but, uh, but you got to be careful, especially when they're talking about weather, because when I was watching it, I just thought, my goodness, it's a foot of snow out there. And I said, my goodness, my car might get stuck and all this here. And I got out there and said, this ain't nothing. But that's how some people live their lives. They let people who don't know anything tell them something so that, okay. All right, all right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. 
says, but the manifestation, we're in our series, Spiritual Gifts, and we're going to continue in that today. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, and to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, but one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills. Father, speak in this house today. Father, we declare that we're going to see the manifestation of your spirit in this place today. We honor you for it. We came for no other reason except that we were expecting to hear from heaven on high. And we shall do just that. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. As you take your seats, high five two or three people and tell them the manifestation, the manifestation. You can be seated. Again, we are in our series the, uh, about spiritual gifts, and we've talked about uh, lots of things in that. But uh, each week in this series, we told you that there was going to be a gift for you, and today's gift to you is a snowstorm. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's today's gift to you. Uh, now, Bishop, what do you mean a snowstorm? I just want to give you, before we get into the meat of today's message, I just want to give you a life lesson that you can use in every sphere of your life. Here's the life lesson. Uh, sunny days, everybody loves them. But I need to know, can you stand? <laughs> Ask somebody next to you, say, can you stand the rain? Can you stand the rain? Uh, listen, everybody can do good when things are going great, but the real test of who you are is when nothing is going the way that you want for it to go. Can you persevere and press through that? And I think there's some folk in this place today that say, and not only can I persevere, but I can press through it. And not only can I press through it, but watch me thrive in the midst of it. Touch your neighbor say, thank God for this gift. Because every storm that's come against me, I've outlived that thing. Tell them, tell them, say, every storm that's come against me, I beat that thing. That's today's gift to you. You are gifted, and God wants to use your spiritual gifts to help change the lives of others. And in this series, we talked about how we're going to show you how to clearly identify. We've done that, and use and maximize your gifts in every sphere of your life. More importantly, you'll learn how to use your gifts to change the lives of others. God has a plan. Say, God has a plan. I'm part of that plan. God wants to use me. Say it. Everybody ain't saying it. Maybe you got some snow stuck on your mouth or something. God wants to use me. Now watch this. A spiritual gift, it is a supernatural ability to do God's work for God's glory. And we've talked about how spiritual gifts are normally grouped into three different categories. The motivational gifts, which we've already covered. These are the gifts uh, that deal with things like administration and, and uh, serving and those kinds of things. And we've covered that. Uh, the second group is the manifestational gifts. That's what we're going to talk about today. And the third group we've talked about, is the, or we've alluded to rather, is the fivefold gifts. Today we're going to deal with the manifestational gifts. Say manifestational manifestational. Uh, now, the word there, manifestation, uh, in the Greek is the word phanerosis. For my note takers, it is not F-A-N. It is P-H-A-N-E-R-O-S-I-S. -S. I'm going to give it to you again. P-H-A-N-E-R-O-S-I-S. -S. Literally, it means flashes. Somebody say flash. Now, uh, everybody's got smartphones today, and on a lot of folks' smartphones, uh, you got the ability to do a flash, uh, a flash thing on your phone. Uh, you know how to use that on your phone? You don't know how to use the flash on your phone? 
That's why all the photos y'all be posting on Facebook can't nobody see. Because you, you don't know how to use the flash on your phone. Here it go, here it go, here it go. No, it didn't. Did it flash? It flashed? Oh, it flashed. Okay, got all this heavy-duty extra protection on it. Now, watch this. That word literally means flashes. It, 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 is, it is where God makes known or he manifests what has been hidden or unknown. It is where God makes known or he manifests what has been hidden or unknown. We're going to see the importance of that in just a minute because one of these gifts talks about healing. Healing is settled with God. Sometimes it just hasn't phanerosis in your life. It just hasn't manifested in your life. It is not that God is creating something that is new. It is that God is revealing something that has been hidden or something that has been unknown. That's why one of these gifts is the discerning of spirits because that person was a demon the whole time. It just wasn't known. We'll look at it in just a moment. We'll look at it in just a moment. This word flashes or this word, Greek word phanerosis, it means flashes. It means to manifest or make visible what has been hidden or unknown. It, it means, watch this, whether by words or deeds or in any way to manifest something. Say manifest. Now, these gifts manifest at the discretion of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we go through these, uh, a lot of this is going to be technical information that's good for you to know, but I'm going to make it very practical so that you can see how it works, not just in church, but in your everyday life. See, the spiritual gifts were not just designed to work in the four walls of a church building, but they were designed to work in every sphere of your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Which means uh, these gifts that we're going to start with, it's not just something that we're, you, you, you'll, you know, you'll say, oh, I feel this and I feel that. No, there are gifts. You don't feel gifts. Gifts are there. Do you hear what I'm saying? All right, so let's look at them. One of the gifts that, that the Scripture talks about is prophecy. Say prophecy. Now, you'll notice that prophecy was also one of the motivational gifts that we already talked about as well. But this is a different kind of prophecy, a different kind of prophecy. It literally means, now this is what it has in, in, in common with the, the motivational gift. Preaching or speaking God's message with clarity and power. Got it? To be God's spokesman to his people, both forthtelling and foretelling. Okay? Now, what's the difference between the two? Uh, one involves telling something that has not yet happened yet that shall happen. One involves explaining something that has happened, explaining why it did happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, this gift, watch what it does. It exhorts, it edifies, it consoles, but check out what it does. It convicts with the message of the word. Got it? So this gift is totally unconcerned with how you feel about what it has to say. I, I, wish, I wish I had somebody in here. This gift does not care whether or not you smile when it's talking to you or not because this gift's primary design is to bring you from disorder to order. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, uh, you, you've met, when this gift flows from the pulpit, uh, you'll know that it flows because it's, you'll hear me make a, 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 some kind of reference to the fact that it's getting ready to flow that way. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, oftentimes, oftentimes, oftentimes when we, when, we, when we look at this spiritual gift, people make it really weird and really spooky. It's not weird. It's not spooky. People that, if you talk to people, I was talking to uh, one of my people this week, and they were saying they had a relative that kept saying, well, they'd always be talking about, well, God, God said this to them, and God said this to them, and God said this to them. I said, that's crazy. I said, and they're crazy. I said, and they're weird. I said, because if God spoke to them as much as they said God spoke to them, Where's the fruit in their life? 
Because if God is talking to them as much as they say that God is talking to them, they show, should have something to show for it. I'm just saying, you can't get no, no, nothing to work. Maybe you ain't talking to God. Maybe you're talking to someone else. Bishop, why are you bringing up God talking? Because sometimes when you mention the word prophecy, people get really spooked out and weirded out like it's some weird thing, like your eyes roll in the back of your head and, you, you know, and your head start turning like you're on the exorcist or something. That's not how it works. When God wants to manifest conviction, he will manifest the spiritual gift of prophecy here, and he'll say, listen, thus and so, get it together or bounce. Have you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And this gift doesn't just happen at church. Some of you, your, God let this gift manifest on one of your supervisors that had to tell you, listen, get it together or bounce. <laughs> the second gift, the second gift, the second gift, the second gift is the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. Now, when you hear that, you might think, oh, okay, that's just somebody speaking wise words. Not at all. It doesn't mean that they can't speak wise words, but that's not what it's limited to. Here's what it means. It's insight into how given knowledge may be best applied to specific needs and situations. It's the understanding of the why of God's acts, his truths, his doctrine, which just means the word, and how they relate to life situations. Hey, for my note takers, you just got to use some shorthand. Use shorthand. Just put W-O-W-A-T-D. And then when you get home, you're going to be like, now what is that? Listen, 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 listen. A word of wisdom will say, you went through this and here's why. Got it? And normally the why does not involve, hear me, or the devil was trying to stop you. Normally the why involves, well, what did you do to get yourself out of God's order? See, I I knew it was going to be real quiet whether it was a snowstorm or not right through here. That's okay. I ain't even dropped the bomb on you yet. Okay? A word of wisdom says, listen, you went through this, and here's why you went through that. A word of wisdom will say, this is going on in your relationship, and here's why. A word of wisdom will say, this and that, thus and so. Do you understand a word of wisdom? Okay? And it's a gift. It is not an opinion. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? It's not someone's opinion. Well, I think this happened because of that. Or I feel. When you hear people talk about what they feel, you need to immediately stop listening to them because they're crazy. Now, listen, what you mean they're crazy? No, I'm really serious. They're crazy. Now, they may not be clinical crazy, but they're crazy crazy. You understand what I'm saying? Because God doesn't operate based off of feelings. And God never says something that's contrary to his Bible. So if somebody comes to you with a word of wisdom and it's contrary to what's in the Bible, well, then you just say, no, that ain't no word of wisdom. That's you talking. And people will try to sound deep and they'll try to sound spiritual, but it's contrary to Bible. So if someone says something to turn you against your man of God, you can say, no, that ain't God because that ain't the Bible. But take that mess down the street. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The next then is the word of knowledge. Y'all still with me? I told you it's going to be technical information. It's going to be technical for a little bit, and then we're going to delve into some real practical things about how these things work together. Because these gifts are, these gifts are great. Say word of knowledge. Okay, this is the gift to understand what God is doing or will do and declare it to others as it relates to their life. It's supernatural knowledge. So when a word of knowledge manifests, a word of knowledge will come to you and say, yesterday at 3 o'clock, you were crying. Oh, my God. How'd they know that? Well, there's no way that a human would know that other than God gave them supernatural knowledge. 
A word of knowledge will say, you haven't told anyone about a doctor's report, and then when you come up for prayer, uh, I, I pray for something to be healed for you. But you didn't even tell anybody that something was going on. Well, what is it? It's supernatural knowledge. It's a word of knowledge. It's supernatural knowledge. You understand that? A word of knowledge will say, listen, this is going on in this particular situation of your life. You say, how in the world did that person know that? There's no way they can know that except by supernatural knowledge. And it's important to note that, again, this is a gift that typically flows uh, through God's orchestrated and set leadership. Because there's also, can, can I just get a little deep on you for a little bit? Because, because there are also evil spirits that could know stuff too. Anybody ever call a psychic? It's okay. You can be honest. You can be honest. Y'all ain't going to tell the truth? Thank you for telling the truth. Thank you. I got two. Can I get three? Can I get three? Can I get three? Can I get four? Four, four, four. four. Let me get five. five. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You talk to a psychic, and all that is is a perverted prophet. Uh, and, and, and you talk to a psychic, and they may say, my goodness, how did they know that? And how did they know that? How did they know that? Well, certainly God wouldn't tell them to do that because that's out of God's order. God doesn't have psychics. Do you understand this? Okay. So, so you say, how, how did the person know that? Well, sometimes those can, those can be evil spirits that also know things. Okay, I can see y'all. I'm losing some of y'all. Okay. But, 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 normally, these gifts are going to flow from God's set leadership in your life, this word of knowledge. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, that's important to understand because some of you, you, you call folks that you call friends and they'll say stuff like, how did they know that? And it's, don't think that means that that's God. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next gift. I can see the snow got some of y'all glazed over in the eyes. Here we go. The next gift, okay, is faith. Now, now, this is different than, than, than faith, like uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So let's define faith. The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay? So faith is me seeing what God says about it and choosing to believe his truth about it versus my facts about it. There is a difference between truth and facts. Bishop, what's the difference? The fact may be you don't know how you're going to make it to the end of the month. The truth is, with his stripes, you were healed. You're not hearing it. The fact may be it doesn't look like you're ever going to make it out of that tough situation. But the truth is, is that God has made us the head and not the t I wish I had somebody that understood the difference. The, the fact may be that everything going on around you is just looking like the bottom's falling out. But the truth is, is that my God shall supply all of my. There's a difference between facts and truth. There's a difference between the two. Okay. Truth is what God says about it. That's faith. It is choosing to believe what God says about it versus what the circumstances want you to believe about it. Okay, so the doctor may come to you with a report that says this is what's going to happen in your life. This is what's going to happen to your body. And you say, I appreciate you, Mr. Doctor. Thank you for going to school all them years to get all that information. I appreciate everything you said. The problem with what you're saying is that might be a fact, but that is not the truth. With his stripes, I am healed. I'm not getting ready to be healed. I am healed, and I'm waiting on the manifestation The facts may be, you know what, your money is funny and your change is strange and your money is not only funny, but your money is a comedian because it tells you jokes. 
Anybody, you ever had your money tell you jokes? Come on, be on. You, you ever had your money look at you and be like, please? You know you're crazy. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? But what happens is you say, that might be a fact, but it's not the truth. Why is it not the truth? Because I'm a giver. And since I'm a giver, he made me a promise that he would rebuke the devourer for my, he made me a promise that he'd open up the windows of heaven and pour me out such a blessing. So, so that might be a fact, but that is not the truth. Okay, now, that's, that's faith that you and I have. But this faith is a gift of faith. Now watch this. This is, this is powerful. Say they're different. Okay. The faith we talked about, fact versus truth, that's the faith you and I are required to have. And without that faith, the Bible says it's impossible for us to ever please God. Okay? Because that faith will have to, that faith will make you love your enemies when you want to cuss your enemies out. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That, that faith will have you wanting to try to find a hitman on Craigslist for somebody. Oh, don't look at me like you never, ever thought to yourself, I'm just going to search one time and see. Don't look at me like that because I know what's going on around here in Denver. I knows it. I knows it. I knows it. Okay? But, 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 but this faith here is a different faith. Listen to this faith. Watch this. This is faith. Watch this. It is a gift enabling one to believe God to act supernaturally at given times of special need or opportunity. Watch this. Watch this. It is the gift or the ability to discern with confidence the will and the purpose of God. Here's this faith. This faith is where God says your individual faith is insufficient. So God says, I'm going to give you my faith because it's going to take me to believe me for what I said. You're not hearing what I'm saying. This is a faith where God manifests something on the inside of you. And baby, you ain't got no facts or no necessarily a particular truth. But God says, listen, I'm going to give you my faith so that you can believe me. Because some stuff in your life, it takes God to believe God. So this is why when you've never seen anybody heal, but yet you'll walk up to somebody and say, I don't know, I just got to pray for you because I just I believe that if I pray for you, you'll be healed. What is that? That is the gift of faith being manifested to where God says it takes God to believe God. You've been in a situation where your normal tendency would not be to operate in any kind of faith, and all of a sudden you feel this internal, this wind in you, you feel this internal jolt on the inside of you that says this is what you are supposed to believe God for. Let me give you an example of that. You never started a business, but you got a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a prophetic word in church that says start the business. And, you, and you're saying, well, I don't even have a point of reference to even know what truth versus fact is about this particular situation. Then God says, what I'll do is God says, I'll give you my faith because your faith is insufficient. It's like God loaning you like today when you were coming out of your drive, driveway and if you had like a bunch of feet of snow or something outside of your driveway or your garage or something and, and you had a four-door sedan. And, but you knew your four-door sedan, you know, like the snow was like beyond your he headlights, you know. 
Of course, that was nobody in the whole entire state today, by the way. People, okay, let me leave it alone. Okay. I got it. I got it. And then, and then your neighbor <laughs> says, well, I got this big old, you know how they be having them Jeeps and they got them all jacked up and they got them big old big wheel tires. What you call them? Monster truck tires. Y'all know what that? Them big old tires. Well, I mean, you can see the tread on those tires because it's like tread one, <laughs> tread two, and big old thick tires. Now, now, here's the deal. What they're saying is your vehicle, watch this, is insufficient to get you to your destination. But I'm going to let you use my vehicle in order to get you to your destination. It's still my vehicle, but I'm going to let you use it to get you to where it is that you're going. This kind of faith is where God gives you the supernatural ability to believe him for something that would be outside of your normal propensity of faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is the kind of faith when you start a church in a place they call the church planner's graveyard. Denver. And this is the kind of faith where despite issues and problems and vicissitudes and all that, this is the kind of faith that God says, listen, just borrow mine. Keep on pressing. Just borrow some of mine. Take some of mine. Here you go. Supernatural ability to believe. Y'all all right? All right, here, let's move on to the next one. Healing. Healing. Another one of these manifestational gifts. Now remember, they manifest as the Spirit desires or as He wills. Healing. Say healing. healing. Say it again. Healing. healing. Okay, now, now watch this. This is the gift to believe God to heal a person who is sick and to be the instrument of the Spirit to mediate or to bring forth that healing. So it's not just the gift to believe for it. It's the gift to be the instrument in which it's delivered. Say healing. Okay, now here's what you need to understand. God in his perfect design, does not desire for anyone to be ill. Do you understand that? Well, well how do we know that? Be be because the book tells us that. He says healing is the bread of the children. Well, who are the children? Those that make a decision to follow Christ. Do you understand this? Healing is the children's bread. Now, check this out. This gift of healing says... Not only do I believe that God can heal, but I believe he has healed. So when I'm praying for healing, I'm not asking him to do it. I'm asking him to flash it so it can manifest. You're not hearing what I'm saying. When I pray for someone to be healed, and people have been healed in harvest of breast cancer, and people have been healed in harvest of ovarian cancer, and all kinds of other diseases, I'm not praying asking God to do something new. He did it. What we're asking God for is to manifest it and reveal what he's already done. Do you understand that? That's why these are the manifestational gifts manifest flash do you understand that okay now the next gift is like it but it's different we're almost done next gift is like it but we're going to have some fun with these last two uh, the next gift is uh, like it but it is different it is the gift of miracles say miracles now somebody say miracles still happen say it like you believe it miracles still happen now, now let me just explain a miracle to you after all the hell you didn't have to deal with 
you, you need to just look at your neighbor and say, I'm one of those. I'm one of those. I know miracles still happen because, baby, I'm one of them. I'm a living, walking, talking, breathing miracle. When I went through that situation that should have made me lose my mind, I'm still here. And when I went through that time where I thought I'd never make it, I'm still here. I know miracles still happen because every time I get up in the morning, Satan has to stay doggone it. He got up again. Where are the people that make Satan mad every day you wake up? Every day I wake up, Satan gets pissed off and says, he got up again. I couldn't stop him again. He won't quit. He won't give up. Touch your neighbor. Say, I'm a miracle. <laughs> I'm a miracle. You're a miracle. Every day you get up, Satan is like, ah, they just won't stop. They just won't quit praying. They just won't stop giving. No matter what I throw against them, they just won't stop. He says, this miracles, see this miracles. See, this is that gift that even when you sit and have a conversation with yourself in your car about how you're getting ready to give up, there's something that comes on the inside of you and says, you better not give up. You better not stop. You better not keep pushing. You better. This, this, is, this, this gift, this gift, this gift, this gift, this gift is, is the gift to be God's instrument in supernatural activity, not limited to healing. See, healing deals with the body. It deals with the emotions. Because some people need to be emotionally healed. That's where they're physically ill. I'm going to say it again. Some people are physically ill because they're emotionally unwell. Normally when I see, when I see let me just take a moment here. Normally when I see people with, with deeply rooted, complicated issues in their bodies, it is normally not the result of something physical. It is the result of something emotional that has bled its way into their physical body. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. This gift of miracles says, watch God take $1,000 with $2,000 worth of bills. I guess I don't have no witnesses. None? None. This gift says, watch God take what is clearly not enough. Watch God take what is clearly not enough and watch him stretch it and watch him work it and watch him make it so that nothing goes unpaid. This, this gift of miracles, this, this is the gift. This is the gift where, where God says, listen, it's clearly impossible. Clearly. Not happening. No way, Jose, Guadalupe, Rosarita, Tyrone, Keisha, and Jeff. I'm just using random names, okay? No way is this happening. But then this gift of miracles steps in. And sometimes we look for the big miracles that we miss the small miracles. Sometimes we miss the small miracle of how other people went through what you went through, and they're locked up in a loony bin somewhere. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't be. 
No, I'm, just, I'm, just I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Sometimes we miss the small miracles. Sometimes we miss the small miracles of people that shouldn't be patient with us, that are patient with us. Sometimes we miss the small miracles of people who should not have grace nor mercy with us, having grace and mercy with us. Sometimes we miss the small miracle of how you disobeyed God and you should be jacked up for it. But he let grace and he let mercy and he let goodness step in. That, that's a miracle. Sometimes you let the small miracles of how you got out of that relationship to where if you told God, if you ever get me out of this, and, and it's a small miracle. Say miracles. God still does miracles. God still does miracles. They're happening every day of your life. You watching at home. Miracles are happening for you every day of your life. Somebody right now is tuned in and you didn't even know you were going to be tuned into this today. You saw it on Twitter or you saw it on Facebook, but God needed you to hear this word because God says he's getting ready to work a miracle for you. And you're going to walk in these doors and in this building to testify about that miracle. Watch this. Now, let's move to this next one. This, this, next, this next one I'm excited about. The ability to distinguish or discern spirits. Distinguish or discern spirits. This gift is the gift to discern the spirit of God and the work of God or angels from evil or contrary spirits. And to distinguish a servant of God from a servant of the enemy and perhaps the works of the flesh from the works of the spirit. That, that's what this gift is. That's what this gift is. It is the ability now to discern the spirit of God and the work of God or angels from evil or contrary spirits and to distinguish a servant of God from a servant of the enemy and perhaps a work of the flesh from a work of the spirit. Now, this is, this is powerful. One of the things that I deal with as a pastor often is delusional people. Amen. Now, I deal with delusional, delusional people all the time. Um, uh, people who are convinced that everything going on in their life that is not right is not because they're doing anything wrong. It is because it is everyone else. I deal with delusional people all the time. In fact, sometimes I would like to give out a sticker. You know how they give out kids, you know, smiley faces? Sometimes I like to give out a sticker that says delusional. Not present. Not in class. Lights are on, nobody's home. Space cadet, welcome to Earth. Now watch this. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. This is so powerful. So powerful. Because one of the things, one of the things that, uh, that again, 16 years of ministry uh, this coming October, 16 years. All glory to God. Watch this. Not of harvest, but 16 years of, of ministry. But watch this. Uh, here, here's what's so powerful. Bodies die, but some spirits are still very present in the world today. Now, the word spirit, don't get all spooked out and think, you know, all this. I like scary movies. Anybody else like scary movies? I really like this new genre of paranormal kind of movies. I like that, where they got cameras up all around the house, this kind of thing. So yesterday, yesterday I went to see uh, what is Dark Side or Dark Skies or something. And a uh, good movie. I'm just going to, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You know, just, just you know, the end. 
But you're going to enjoy the rest of it. But that end, they just like they ran out of money and just said, well, just cut the camera off. <laughs> it's like they had no more money. Cut the camera off. We don't know what to do. Just cut the camera off. Now, I, I like movies like that. Now, I know there's some Christians that say, oh, you can't do that. And that's fine. If you're that immature to where you can't do that, then that's fine. Then you don't do that. But you don't make a doctrine out of it because you can't handle it. Okay? But now watch this. Watch this. I, I love movies like that. I, I like the Halloweens, and I love all them kind of movies. I love all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, like, I like those kinds of things. I like those supernatural suspense movies, you know, uh, like Devil's Advocate. I like the Devil's Advocate. Y'all remember the Devil's Advocate? Amen. Okay, watch this now. <laughs> now, now there's just movies, but, here, but here's the point I want to make, is that spirits die. But the word spirit just generally, generically means, and you learn this in the ghost series, it just generically means what? Mindset. Okay? That's generically what the word spirit means. It's the essence of who someone really is. See, the reason some people are the way that they are is simply because that's who they are. <laughs> Okay, Here, what do you mean by that, Bishop? Bodies die, but spirits and mindsets can be pervasive and live beyond that person. That's why you ever seen one person pass away and then see their child become the same thing? Y- y'all never seen that? You, you, you ever seen somebody never, watch this, having even met their parent and yet become the same exact thing? Watch this. Watch this. Uh, uh, Bodies die, but some spirits are still present in the world today. Now, I don't want to get into a deep uh, spiritual conversation about how that happens and those kinds of things and reincarnate. I don't want to get into that today. That's not the purpose of the lesson. Just know that bodies die and spirits still live today. Let me give you some scriptural evidence to support what I'm saying to you. There was one in the Bible uh, named Jezebel. Uh, she, she was, watch this, an overbearing, out-of-control, disorderly woman. She was married to a weak man whose name was Ahab. And what Ahab did was allow her to do whatever she wanted to do. He was the king. She was from a different family, and she came, and Ahab married her, and so she became the queen. Now, this woman died, watch this, 4,000-plus years ago. However, in the book of Revelation, this woman is mentioned as still being alive. Literally, they de-infiltrated her. Her son threw her out of the window so that the, the, her, the uh, dogs and what have you, they trampled over her and they ate her remains. So she got ate by the dogs. Bow, wow, wow, yippee yo. But... But thousands of years later, the Bible says this woman's spirit was still operating. Watch this. Here's the only place she could operate, in the church. And she was able to operate in the church because there was a weak male leader. Oh, God, I wish I had somebody. That wouldn't call her to the carpet. Oh, God, have mercy. There's spirits that are still alive, like the spirit of Absalom. Absalom was one of David's sons who would have taken the throne except for the fact that he was dishonorable and he was disorderly with his father. He literally came against his father and tried to turn the kingdom against his father in a moment of weakness that his father had. 
But what he didn't understand is, is that he was out of order. It didn't matter that he thought that what he was doing was good. He was out of God's order. And when you break God's order, God will have nothing to do with what you're doing. Absalom, watch this, he thought he was succeeding because he was winning battles and he was winning wars. And then all of a sudden, David crept up from behind and David conquered him. And he said, what is this that you have done? Spirit of Absalom. It is the spirit of sabotage. It is the spirit that comes into an organization. It comes into a body. It can come into a church. It can come into your family. And what it tries to do is it tries to subvert the leadership to make itself greater than the leadership and have more influence than the leadership. You see this spirit uh, in corporate America. They call it dog eat dog. No, it's not dog eat dog. It's Absalom. You still here? There, there are dead bodies, but there are still spirits that live today. The spirit of Korah. Korah was one of the leaders in the church of Moses. And Korah looked at Moses and he decided, well, I can do what Moses does. It ain't nothing special about him. Moses puts on his, they didn't have pants the way we did today, but Moses puts on his robe the same way I put on my robe. It's a small thing. Moses, there's nothing special about Moses. And so Moses, Moses said, I tell you what, Korah. So Korah leads, leads this rebellion against Moses. He gets other leaders and their families to come against Moses. And Moses normally was a softy. No, Moses was normally like, oh, leave me alone. Don't do nothing. Let's just go have some cookies and milk. <laughs> Let's go have some milk and cookies, you know. <laughs> Moses is normally kind of, you know. I don't want to start nothing. I don't want to be nothing. Don't start no stuff. Won't be no stuff. I just, just let them do what they're doing. But this day, Moses got upset. This day, Moses was like, nah, nah, it's not going down like this. So Moses was like, I tell you what, Cora, since you came, you going to step to me like, you going to come in my office and step to me like that? He was like, I got something for you, player. Bishop, what's the point you're making? What's the point you're making? What's the point you're making? Is that, watch this, bodies die, but some spirits and mindsets are still very present in the world today. Look at your bloodline and look at the dysfunctional people, and you will discover that those are people where spirits just got transferred from one to the next. I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about. Look, you got, everybody got that crazy mess keeping up cousin or auntie or sister name or whatever. Everybody got, one of, everybody got one of them in every family. It's a standard issue. You know what I'm saying? It's a standard issue. It's like when you work for the police, they give you a badge, they give you an outfit. That's kind of, when you have a family, they give you a crazy relative. That's just the way it works. And then you look at that thing, and then you can watch it jump. And jump. And then people will say, you know, that's just how so-and-so is. No, it's not. There is a spirit that jumped, and it's on the inside of them. And I don't have time to deal with that in this message today because we'll come to that a little bit later when we do Sins of the Fathers 2.0 this year. But, but, but we, uh, I ain't got time for that today. What am I saying to you? Is that this gift of discerning of spirits is able, watch this, it is able to discern where this came from. Everything that shows up and names the name of God is not from God. They're just saying that. Just because you mess up, especially single folk. Let me just deal with my single people for a while. Married folk, just take a break. Let me deal with them for a minute. Single folk, just because they walk up to you and say Christian stuff.
Listen, listen, listen. It don't t- it's not that hard. It's not hard to be a deceiver in America or the world. Bishop, what do you mean by that? They walked up to you. They saw the cross around your neck. Okay, y'all don't want to hear the truth. They said they saw you with your church T-shirt on. It was Sunday afternoon. You were at the Kroger or what y'all King Supers, Bigly Wiggly, whatever you got. Win Dixie. At the stove. And then you're thinking, and I met them in the oh, I met them in the in the line, and they and just and, and I was like, wow, God is so good. And they were like, yes, he is all the time. And you were like, oh my God. And you're thinking, oh my God, and this, oh my God. I was just like, oh my God, and this, oh my God. And you're sitting up here now making, making, thinking, oh my God, I just, I don't know. This might be the one. Because they said all the time after you said God is good. I asked them what church they go to, and they said they go, they go to church, and they say they go every week. Okay. All right. That's neat. What does that mean? Let me do you one better. I met them at church. God wouldn't have let me meet him there if he didn't want me to. God, I, I got an announcement from God. God said, please stop blaming him for stuff you do. If God didn't want this to happen, God would have stopped it. Not true at all. It's not true at all. If God didn't want me to do that, he wouldn't have let me do that. That's not true at all. God lets pe- stupid people do stupid stuff all the time. said, that's the truth. This is the manifestation of the prophetic gift. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. This gift, this gift is so powerful because this gift will have you. One of the things I used to do is I used to try to convince people. I used to try to tell them, listen, you got to hear what I'm saying because you're going to mess your life up. You're going to ruin your life. You're going to do this and that. And you know what? I got a revelation a, a, a couple of years back. And the revelation is, okay. Uh, you know, because I, I care about people, you know. I don't do this for any other reason except for the fact that I care about people. And when I see people getting ready to mess their lives up and do, and do crazy and, and stuff because they, they think it's God, but it's not, and it's discernible by anybody, you ain't even got to be spiritual. You can just need to see. I mean, if you got maybe 15, 34 or something, you might be able to figure out what's going on. You ain't even got that twenty twenty. you understand? Okay, now watch this. Watch this. And, 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 so, and so I used to I used to try to say, listen, I'm trying to help you. I'm just, just hear me, hear me, hear me. I like that, that's just that's just I'm not doing all that. So now people just sit up and talk. I said, Oh, okay. Oh, great. Oh, okay. All right, great. Well, have a good day. B- Bishop why? Because because watch this. W- one of the things that this gift does is when it sees the same thing operating over and over again. What this gift does is say, evidently, my warnings aren't working. So what this gift does is steps back and say, I guess you just have to learn. See, parents, you, you, you've maybe seen, maybe not the totality of this, but some of it, to where you're trying to tell your friend. In the movie, Dark Skies, they're trying to tell their son to quit messing with this boy. And, and parents, you've seen that sometimes. You're like, why are you fooling with these people? I wish I had a parent that would tell me the truth. You're like, why are you messing with this guy? Oh, Dad, get off my back. He's just a friend. See, where I come from, you couldn't speak that way to, to, 
uplines and parents. Just give me some space. Where I come from, this is just me talking, young people. I, I know that where I come from, the space, okay. Okay. The space I got was in between the distance of the, okay. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. You don't know what I'm talking about, so you, okay, you don't know what I'm talking about. I just put my hand up. You don't know what I'm talking about. Here's the point, though. Here's the point, though. Here's the point, though. It's sometimes what this gift does is this gift steps back and says, I see what that is. And, 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 and I've already tried to warn. You don't want to hear the warning, so deal with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's just that I, I can see this from a mile away. In, in, the, old, in, in, in the old days, in the old, in the old school church, the mothers, the mothers would say something like this. The mothers down south in church, they say something like this. They say, uh, son, son, or whatever you were, reverend, whatever they say. Whatever. They say, listen, don't fool with them. They say, they've been where they're going. This discerning of spirits is a powerful gift. Because it'll save you time, energy, and money. Because when you meet the Spirit, you're like, oh, I know you. Seen you before. Met you before. Have a good day. Now watch this. The prophetic might want to get involved and try to say, come out. (laughs) You foul, tormenting spirit. Got it? Y'all got that? Last two, last two. Tongues. And we've talked about that before, so we're not going to spend very much time there. We've talked about tongues. Y'all learning something tonight? Tongues. This is a spirit's gift to speak to God in uh, what the dictionary defines as ecstatic languages. And we've already talked about um, the gift of tongues. We've talked about the fact that there are unknown tongues, that there are other tongues, and what we call prophetic tongues. We've talked about that in the series already. Okay, uh, what I wanted you to see here is that part of this gift is the interpretation of tongues. Part of this gift is the interpretation of tongues. It means, watch this, to interpret that which is spoken in unknown tongues for the edification of others. To interpret that which is spoken in unknown tongues for the edification of others. And we've talked about that. I've taught you about that. So we're not going to go over something I've already taught in this series. Here's what I wanted you to see with these manifestation of the gifts. Say manifest. manifest. Is that, watch this, when you make a decision to align yourself with God's word. And when you make a decision to align yourself with God's order, here's what I wanted you to see. The gifts he gives will never leave you, watch this, with a blind side. I, got, I wish I had somebody here. It may seem like it's a surprise to others, but it wasn't a blind side to you because you made a decision. To align yourself. The manifestational gifts. Now here's the great thing about these gifts. Some of you say, well, what do I have to do for these gifts? The, the scripture says we can earnestly desire spiritual gifts. So if you're a horrible judge of character, like everybody you meet, all the people you say that you meet that are bad are great, and the people that you say are great are horrible, then you should earnestly desire discernment. He said, Bishop, how do I desire that? It's very simple. Father, in the name of Jesus, I got a people picking problem. 
I earnestly desire that you would manifest, oh, who am I preaching? That you would manifest discernment for me. Or whatever it is. God, I, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. God, I ask that you would manifest your gift of faith to me. I earnestly desire it. I, will, I need that gift of faith because, God, I keep not taking steps because I'm scared that if I take a step, you might not be there. And I keep not walking out on faith because I'm scared that if I get out of the boat, that I'm going to be the only one out of the boat. Well, I got news for you, Peter. That's normally the way that it works. Water walkers walk by themselves. They don't walk with crowds. Okay. Stand on your feet, everybody. I'm through. Lord, you're awesome. You're great. We earnestly desire spiritual gifts. And we earnestly desire some of the gifts we've heard about today. Somebody in here needs a manifestation of faith. Somebody in here needs a manifestation of healing. Somebody in here needs a manifestation of miracles. Somebody in here needs a manifestation of discernment. Father, we can earnestly desire spiritual gifts and watch you manifest them and watch you manifest them. When all your gifts are working together and we're, as we finish them on over these next couple of weeks, when all your gifts are working together, we discover that then we're not left with blind sides because we can earnestly desire spiritual gifts. With your heads bowed and eyes closed very quickly, if you're in here today, maybe this was your first time to harvest and you came in kind of at a unique time because we're right smack dab in the middle of a series called Spiritual Gifts. And while I didn't talk very much about salvation today and I didn't talk very much about the sacrifice that Jesus made for you today on Calvary, I still believe that God could take a message like this that's part of a series that is important to get that information to people. But he can take that message and he can customize it for such a way for you that you would know that God was speaking to you. What do you mean speaking to me? That God was saying to you that if you don't know him today, he's drawing you to him. I believe that God can take a teaching about manifestational gifts and he can bring people into the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That he can bring people into salvation. And today, if that's you, I got great news for you today. Jesus loves you. 2,000 years ago, he died for you. He got on the cross, and he paid the price for you. He paid the price so that you would not have to live a messed up, jacked up life. That's a choice. I said, that's a choice. And if you're in this place today and you don't know Jesus Christ, today he wants to know you. Secondly, if you're in this place and you've given your life to Christ before, but you've not been faithful in serving in him and walking with him, and you want to rededicate yourself to Christ, I got good news for you. There's forgiveness and love for you. I don't care how much you've done, how far you've fallen, how far you've done, whatever. It's irrelevant. At the end of the day, God has forgiveness for you. And if either one of those is you, you need to become a Christian for the first time or rededicate yourself to Christ on the count of three, wherever you're at. On the count of three, I want you to throw your hands up. One, two, three. If that's you, throw your hand up. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I want everybody to pray this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the Bible teaches me that 2,000 years ago, you died to pay the price for, for my sins. I thank you that because of that belief and because of that confession, 
I can be and I am a Christian. If this is my first time praying this, I'm born again. I'm a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. I thank you that the blood you shed when you hung on that cross was the blood that washes me and cleanses me and makes me whiter than snow. I thank you that the rest of my days shall be the greatest of my days. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.